Hello and welcome back to another episode of Being with me, your girl, your homie, your bestie, your friend and your sis, Ayavola Deborah. We are on episode four of season two and today's episode is part two of my wedding Ashwabi colors. Now just before we kick off and get into this episode, let's greet each other. What's popping? What's cracking? What it do? What it be? What's it been? And what is it gonna be? Fill me in. Hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayabola Deborah on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Reach out to me and I will be sure to reach back out to you. I love connecting with people. I love talking to people, getting to know people. I love having great discussions. And if you are all about the positive vibrations, then we gonna connect. So, you know, reach out to your girl. I'm 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 waiting on you. Um Okay, another thing, just before we go into this episode, just the last church announcement for this week. Um, Let me just apologize that I didn't put out this episode when I said I was going to. Um, I fully intended to. I'd set aside time uh, the following week to record. Um, But then I was licked down with a migraine and um, the migraine lasted four days. Um, Varying uh, degrees of pain, but it was enough to disrupt me. I was able to go to work on one day, but by the time I came home, I was literally just finished and couldn't really do much um, for the rest of the weekend. Um, So apologies for that. And then last week, you know what? 2020 has just been kicking my ass, like really, really kicking my ass in, in, in every sense of the word. It's literally just been one thing after the other. And I think last week I just wasn't in a good headspace. I just wanted quiet just wanted to be on my own, just wanted to process. And yeah, so I didn't record last week, but I'm recording today because today I decided to break up with procrastination. Literally, I think I'm, I'm, I'm the queen of procrastination sometimes when it comes to the things that are really important, um, which is strange because I'm very thorough, I'm very detailed. Um, I like things to be done properly. I like things to be done quickly. But then at the same time, I procrastinate. It's really weird. But, um, you know, sometimes I'm a, I'm a bit of a contradiction. But that's okay. It's okay because uh, to today I decided to break up with procrastination. Um, so I um, am challenging myself to be more proactive, to be quicker at doing things and to... Uh, prioritize the things that are important i am a firm 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 believer and i said this to my dad yesterday um you make time for what's important to you if it's not important to you then you won't make time for it um and if that person or that thing is not important you won't make time for it so if you find that you know you want to um do something um you want to see someone or you want to go somewhere or whatever and there's every reason not to do it If it's not important, you won't make time for it. If it's not important, you won't overcome the hurdle to do it. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, Um, I said all of that to say, sorry, I didn't deliver when I said I was going to deliver. I'm challenging myself to do better. So hopefully going forward, you'll get the best out of me. Now, today's episode, like I said, part two of my wedding, Ashobi Colors. Now, I know... A couple of people have been messaging me. They want to know what the colours are. They want to know if we're going to wear, you know, uh, I don't even know what they call it now. It's gone out of my head. But they want to know what we're wearing, right? And um, I'll tell you now what we're wearing. What we're wearing is 
none of your business. Okay? None of your business. I say this because I've said it before. If you don't know, then you're not supposed to know. And those who know, they know. Right? And this is this leads me nicely on into this in today's into today's topic about how social media and even, you know, culture and religion play into our perception of um singlehood relationships um romantic relationships and um even marriage um so i think i think i think we can all agree the part that social media has played in how the world views relationships and how the world views love has changed drastically in the last say five to eight years maybe especially in the last five definitely we've seen how social media has changed the way the world goes round um and it's this it's this alternate reality right when you think about it you can put your best foot forward every single time on social media and no one ever really has to see the side that is a bit ugly, that's a bit messy, that isn't perfect. Social media is your highlight reel. It's you <clears throat> constantly showing the world your best and never really showing the world your vulnerable side and your weaker side and your imperfect flawed side. It only shows the best bits, right? That's what social media does. And so because of that and because of the fact that people share their relationship on social media, um it plays a big role in the perception of relationships and it often i think in my view anyway puts relationships romantic relationships um especially the long-term relationships and marriage um as the be all and end all as though it is it is um something to attain to and it's an accomplishment that validates you now don't get me wrong I'm not saying that marriage isn't an achievement of some sort I'm not saying it's something not to aspire to I'm not saying it's something not to desire or not to want but I'm saying that if you want it or you want to be in a relationship um that is is social media worthy you want to be married married so that you have that title um in order for it to validate you then that's wrong because I'm of the view that a lot of people don't even really know what they want when it comes to relationships. They don't really know what they want when it comes to marriage. And that's a problem. I think, um, it, it, again, with social media, with the rise of the influencer, the influencer culture um, means that, you know, there's this gap in the market, so to speak, that has been identified. And that's the relationship goals, influencer type um, character role whatever you want to call it now i need to put a disclaimer out there i actually have nothing wrong with influencers um whatever that actually is i nobody's ever really been able to give me like a proper definition but i guess by very virtue of the word it means someone who influences um i don't have any issues with them i mean i don't really follow anyway any because i've never really been um interested in say like youtube and stuff like that where a lot of them have where a lot of them started, um, you know, their careers, so to speak. So like um, the Patricia Brights, the Nella Roses, the Jackie Ironer. I, I've never 
you know, engaged or interacted with any of their stuff. So I don't really have anything negative to say. If anything, the the people that I really take issue with is, is are the ones that are being influenced. But that's not what this video is about. Um, but back to relationships, I think that with the rise of how social media has created this new type of celebrity in the influencer, you know, people have identified an opportunity to collect a coin, you know, to gain popularity, clout and notoriety. And so anything is up for grabs and that includes relationships and so what you find is that people now use their relationship as a as a form of engagement as a form of increasing their their followers and 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 you know uh follower interaction in order to get um to gain prominence in in, in a way that makes them more visible to gain um you know, to, to make money. And I've got nothing wrong against making money, okay? Because I'm all for it. Count your coin, get your coin, do what you have to do. But at what cost? That's the question that we need to ask. And for me, I think that relationships are so sacred. They are sacred. They're, they're not something to just be trifled with. And I take all of my relationships, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, um at the minute but I take all of my relationships very 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 seriously and they're all very sacred to me because it involves the heart and the heart is not something to be played with um, and that may sound super serious to those who don't understand but that's okay if you don't understand um, I understand it and I'm cool with that but what I'm saying is that relationships are no longer as sacred as they used to be because of how um, we display them to the world um, because of how everything is up for grabs, including the most intimate moments. So now you're seeing, you know, there's videos about this and there's videos about that and you've put in this picture up and it's a long caption and it's just this, this, it's this whole sense of building a world separate from reality that projects perfection when actually that's not real and what it does is again because I said that my issue is mainly with the influenced the person that is being influenced sees that as the standard that then becomes this standard a standard which by the way is unattainable and it's unachievable because it's not real they then that then forms much of their um understanding and their perspective and their mentality as to what relationships it relation what a relationship is and it's not real and so it inevitably leads to heartbreak and I think it's really 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 sad and I think one of the things that I really feel um damages us um, in this generation is this sense of entitlement we feel entitled to know things entitled to be told certain things I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying how um over the last uh two three months I've just been unfollowing a lot of people and these are people that I know right people that I'm cool with we may not necessarily have super tight relationships or friendships or anything like that but I've just been unfollowing a lot of people and for me, none of it is personal. Um, and I've seen that some of those people have unfollowed me back because I have um, my Instagram is um, it's not a business page. It's like an artist page. So I can see my stats and stuff and I can see, you know, what's going on. So I can see when I'm unfollowed and all of that stuff. And I think that is very, very tit for tat, you know, and I don't I'm not I don't, I'm not really bothered if you unfollow me. It doesn't really, I don't really 
care. I think I've made it quite clear that I'm more concerned with impact over, you know, than than impressions. So it doesn't bother me. But there's this sense of entitlement that, you know, you follow me, so I have to follow you back. Or if you unfollow me, then, you know, um, I, I don't need to follow you anymore. Or I need to know the reasons why you've unfollowed me. All of that stuff is entitlement. And I think what happens is when we start to, when I say we, I'm not including myself, so let me rephrase that question. When people start to overshare, because of this uh, sense of entitlement that we have in this generation and in this world and in our culture, people feel like they need to know Wagwan. They need to know what happened. They need to know why this didn't work. They needed to know they need to know who's at fault. They need to know who left first, who did what. Everybody wants to be all in on your business. And at that point, when your heart is broken, and when I'm saying you, I'm talking about the person that's overshared. Your heart is broken. You're in a mess. You're trying to heal. You have all of these people talking about you, wondering, sharing your pictures and their DMs, laughing and, you know, talking about your pain casually. Like, I just, I don't understand why you'd want to put yourself in that situation. Why do we feel as though we need to, sh- to share to the point of oversharing? Why does sharing validate our relationships? It's just, it's not healthy. It really, 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 really isn't healthy. What I hate is that in our culture now, we've seen the rise of individuals using their relationship um, just for the sake of popularity, right? And it's often people who were never that way in the first place. I tell you one thing that really, really, really irks my spirit. And I'm, I didn't even say irks me, I said irks my spirit. That's my, my essence, the core of my being. It irks me. The people that have newly entered a relationship or who are newly married, who now want to use this new status as grounds or as a reason to start giving people advice. I cannot deal with such people and I either mute you or actually I've stopped muting people now I just unfollow you I don't want to follow that I don't want to see that on my timeline I don't want to hear that because you're full of air okay you're full of empty emptiness and I don't need to hear from you you don't need to do that especially if you weren't as loud and you weren't as vocal about singleness, like what is it about being in a relationship or being married that now gives you license to start advising single people on how to do certain things? And you know what? I, I have to direct this at the ladies. You know, I'm all, you know, the, the part-time feminist in me is really upset right now. But um, ladies, it's us that does this stuff, you know? We feel as though being in a relationship validates us and gives us a voice. It gives us a voice to be able to speak and advise people who aren't like us. Oh, well, you know, enjoy your singleness, embrace your singleness, learn how to do this, learn how to do that. But you weren't saying anything when you were single. Why is it that now that you're in a relationship, now that you've got um, you're on somebody's arm, that you feel as though you have the right to be advising single people what they should and shouldn't do and how how to how to do something successfully? What gives you the license? What gives you the the credentials to be able to do that? Somebody tell me, because I'm at a loss. 
Because when you were single, you were silent. You weren't saying nothing. You weren't talking about self-development. You weren't talking about self-progression. You weren't talking about healing. You weren't talking about growth and, and evolution. You weren't saying anything. But now all of a sudden you're in a relationship or you're married. you married for two minutes. You start doing, you start getting, doing seminars. I, <laughs> let me calm down. I find that stuff really just very very frustrating um and i'm not here for it personally um and you know the problem of our culture is that when someone like say someone I, I use myself as an example someone like me who is single who says you know i don't want to hear that i don't think you should be you know speaking on this thing I'm not here for what you have to say. I'd rather listen to somebody who's been married for successfully for five, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, um, because they've been married. They've been through different seasons in marriage. And that's not even to say that, you know, what they say is valid in some sense, but it just adds some sort of credibility to the information that they're giving out. And again, it's not to discount, to discount the fact that even in a short space of time, you can go through a lot not taking that away from anybody at all i'm just saying that you know credibility is important especially when it talks comes to relationships especially when it comes to discussing matters of the heart you can't just be talking about things willy-nilly you just can't be giving advice anyhow it's like somebody who's never who's only just had a child trying to advise someone who's had five children how to mother a baby it, like it just it, I, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. And I think for me, the final nail in the coffin is where religion comes into this. Um, because for me, I find that um, when, it, when it comes to the religious context, marriage in particular um, gives um, somebody, an individual, male or female, um, a platform to speak on relationships in a mass congregational context where it gives them a platform, right, to speak on these things. It gives them a platform to be able to speak full stop, right? And it's a platform that is not afforded to their single counterparts. And for the life of me, I still can't understand why. I still can't understand why the voice of a single man or woman does not matter or hold any credibility in a lot of faith environments in comparison to their married counterparts. And then to like even further break it down, the disparity between the genders. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like there are imbalances that are, I can't even begin to list them. Um, but when you think about the fact that there are two to three times um, more women in the church you can imagine, well, church, I say church because that's the faith, um, the faith uh, environment that I find myself in. You find that actually a lot of this, um, a lot of uh, rubbish, so to speak, rubbish, actually, to be frank, rather, is directed at women disproportionately. We get or we carry the, the, the bulk of the, the rubbish. Um, we carry or we bear the brunt of a lot of the what is ultimately, in my view, bullshit that is spewed from, from the mouths of people who feel as though they have a right to speak. 
um, they speak about single people or singleness as though it is a disease, as though it is a flaw, as though it is a failure, and actually not something to be embraced, not something to be enjoyed um, and to be celebrated. And I just think it's, it's enough. It's actually enough. I posted on my Insta story the other day that um, throughout the month of February, obviously, it's, you know, it's known for love across the world and whatever. And I'd listened to a lot of conversations that had been had, um, conversations uh, naturally dominated by men um, within the Christian uh, faith context, whereby, you know, it's been said that Christian women are complaining that there aren't enough men. And, you know, then there's the question of do Christian men have game and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, in, in many ways, there was truth in some elements of what was being said. But I said that the truth of the matter is if the same amount of energy um, was given to the men, if the church gave the same amount of energy to men as it does to women, there wouldn't be a problem. There is so much emphasis within the church, right? And I'm not bashing the church. Please understand me. I'm not bashing the church. I'm not bashing my church. I attend a great church. FYI, Worship Tabernacle um, is is a great church. If you're ever looking, you'll find me there. Um, the church, when I say the church, I mean the church in general, spends a lot of time talking about what women should be doing or should not be doing you know there's all this emphasis on the proverb 31 women there's all this emphasis on a woman submitting to a man and all of that stuff and while none of that stuff is bad um there is little to no emphasis by comparison to men now i don't know about you guys if you read the bible there are more male characters in the bible mentioned than there are women significantly more why is there not enough emphasis on the character of men? Why is it, especially when it comes to relationships, why is the emphasis always on the woman? It's either the woman is the, the, the Proverbs 31 woman or she's the Jezebel. Like, what is that? How do, we, how, do we, how do we get past that? How do we move forward from that? Let's bring it back to culture for a, mi a minute. You find that even, you know, culturally and in society, um, women are pitted against each other right? Competing for the affections of men. And this comes out even in religious settings, whereby you see a divide between the single women and the married women. And I, I know I'm talking about the women a lot because, and that's just because I'm a woman, so I can only speak um, as a woman. I can't speak from the perspective of, of a man. But you see that women are pitted against each other in, in, uh, in terms of their relationship status so you find the married women and then the single women and the married women forget that they were once the single women and then once they become married it's like you know you, you hear a lot of the time don't listen to your single friends and so the single friend is demonized right whereas the married woman is then sort of elevated because of her status as a married woman pitting women against each other why is that why is it that um there's a perception of the single person as not worthy enough of respect in the same way that a married person is. What is it? What is it that allow? What is it in our culture and in society and even in our in our in our faith environments that allows us to um, attach value to status? What is it about status that places people above their counterparts? Relationship status that places people above their counterparts. How is any of that stuff healthy? It's not. 
that's the answer. It's not healthy and it's not the way to go. I um, don't think there is enough conversation about being single successfully. Successfully single, like, come on. I don't think there's enough uh, conversation around um, healthy relationships. I don't think there's enough conversation around being successfully married, right? It's always about how to get into it, but not enough about how to maintain it and how to maintain it well. It's, there's not enough conversation about enjoying relationships as opposed to enduring relationships. There's not enough conversation about um, how painful and how brutal breakups can be and how brutal and painful divorce can be. I mean, I'm about to turn 30 and I know a lot of people my age or just a little bit older um, and even younger who are divorced and divorce is painful it is very 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 painful I've seen what it does to people I've seen how it changes people and it's really really rough really 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 rough they say like divorce is like death in some ways it's like um, a death it's you go through a grieving process and it takes you time to even feel whole again if you if you can even ever say that you do but there's not enough conversation about why why then the, the before that stage the preparation stage is so important and that preparation stage is your single stage right you lay the foundation for the rest of your life when you're single so why is it that singleness is is often demonized this is especially um as it relates to women because i think the opposite is true for men i think that men are encouraged to sow their wild oats men are encouraged to um to enjoy themselves and to to do what they want to do and then when they're ready when they're good and ready where they're they're worn out or so to speak I keep saying so to speak I don't know where that's come from um but when they're worn out in a way or in a sense or when they're you know settled and they're, they're ready to settle down that's when they should do it there's not the same amount of pressure and I guess a man would argue that this the pressure that a man faces is a different set of pressures to what women face and I guess that's 100% true I imagine that the pressure that men face is more um you know, financial in terms of providing for your family and being financially secure and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas for women, it's more be ready for the man and be ready for how you're going to submit to the man and not about be happy, learn how to be happy, choose to choose joy over happiness. It's not about being self-sufficient and being independent enough as an individual. There's not enough of that. Instead, we're pitted against each other and it's just... It's really, really disgusting to me because, you know, women are taught to kind of sit around and wait to be picked, you know, um, and it's messy. It's not healthy. Um, and no one talks enough about how hard it can be um, being single when all your friends are hooked up or, you know, they're married and the, the shame that culture and even sometimes religion puts on you can be really, really difficult to handle, difficult to process. And what I've found is that it pushes people to do things that um, they later regret doing um, without airing anybody's business. I, th I think we can all identify where somebody is settling for less than the best just because of, you know, external pressures. And it's 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 a shame. It's very, 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 very damaging. Um like I said to you guys, I'm protecting my space and my peace. Um, I don't follow people that put their relationship everywhere because just for me, it's just like, 
it irritates me and I don't want anything that that's gonna you know irritate me and disturb my peace um that doesn't mean that I don't know how to be happy for people I truly believe that over the over the years and over time I have learned how to make the joy of others my own joy so when I see people that I don't even know celebrating love my heart is genuinely glad for those people because it is a beautiful thing to see love is a beautiful thing um like uh who said it the banj the coco master um <laughs> um yeah i i've learned how to celebrate other people and you know to enjoy or to 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 experience joy um at their own joy but um i won't i won't um allow into my space or into my environment people that use their relationship for attention for popularity for clout um people who aren't real about the highs and lows about relationships um those who know me know I'm extremely private about my relationships, um, my dating life or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, if we don't have a relationship um, with each other, um, then it's it's not likely that you'll know. And even if we do have a relationship, unless you ask me specifically, I ain't going to tell you, you know, why do we why do we like sharing, like oversharing, oversharing? I know someone's thinking, oh, so does that mean you're never going to share your partner on social media? Um, I don't know. Maybe I won't. Uh, maybe I will. But I do know that the value of my relationship is not contingent on whether or not I put him on social media. My commitment to us, my commitment to him is what validates our relationship. And that's what's important. Um and I will say that, you know, just because I have this strong view and this, this strong stance doesn't make me immune to any sort of pressure, societal, cultural, or even from my family, even though it may be, you know, well-intentioned. I know it's well-meaning, um, but I'm not stone-hearted. Um, so I do have feelings. I do have emotions. I do want certain things for my life as well. Um, but I don't want them at the expense of, you know, nonsensical nonsense. <laughs> Um, I feel like I've got my head screwed on straight. Um, and I know that um, being uh, and the, de the decision to be is not dependent on the status or non-status of my relationship because I have my whole life ahead of me to love Mr. Forever. And I will love him the best way that I can because I've spent so much time learning how to love me. And my worth, and like I, like I said, my worth and my value is not contingent on my relationship um i rise regardless you know um so to all of you nosy parkers everybody who wants to know uh what's going on mind your business okay stop asking intrusive questions you don't really care about um and where there is a relationship learn to be sensitive you know if my friend asked me like i said if my friend asked me um i'd be cool but if auntie bookie with um the gold tooth and the, the rose tattoo on her left breast came and asked me I'm going to tell her it's none of her damn business. And if Tinu's grandma, I don't know why I'm, where I've come up with these names. God, have mercy. If Tinu's grandma shouts across the hall that she will tie her gilly to my wedding, I'm going to shout back to her that she's not invited. You know? <laughs> um, so before I uh, go about the rest of my day, let me leave you with a meal, a juice, a snack and a word. 
It's taken from a scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. It is Psalm 90, verse 12. Um, and it says, So teach us to number our days that we may obtain a heart of wisdom. Some of you might be thinking, Deborah, how is any of that or that scripture relevant to any of the things that you've talked about? Um, I think it just comes down to this point that um, you shouldn't wait to be. You shouldn't wait to have what you want to have in order to be. You shouldn't wait to be where you want to be to be. You shouldn't wait um, to be with who you want to be with in order to be. Just be. Because the time that we have here on earth is limited. None of us know when our number is up. You know, there's been some... Uh, public uh, or celebrity deaths in the last couple of months already that has really shaken everybody. Um, for me, the one that shook me the most was the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. Um, and of course, the seven others who lost their lives as well. But obviously, because Kobe was a public figure, um, he was bigger than basketball. I'm not particularly a basketball fan, but he was bigger than basketball and he represented so much. And, you know, one thing I definitely did know about Kobe was how he felt about his wife and he felt about his daughters. And, you know, just seeing how he lived his life was very, very inspirational. And so that that death was was very shocking. I didn't sleep the night. Um, the night the news broke, like I just kept on every time I, I, you know, would come to consciousness. Um, I'd just be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe, you know, this has happened. But back to the scripture, teach us to number our days to that. That is essentially to say to take each moment as as um to, to realize that each moment is precious, that the, each moment or this moment is the only moment that we're guaranteed of, we're not guaranteed of the next moment. And that allows us to be wise. It gives us wisdom um, to know how to apply our time, what to do with our time, what to do with our resources, how to be the best that we can be, ultimately how to be with or without a relationship, with or without marriage. Um, so... That's what I've had to say. And again, I'm going to say what I said at the end of the pre of part one of this episode. I hope my whole rant today has made sense because sometimes, you know, no matter how um, detailed your notes are, when you're speaking um, effectively into a microphone and you're not actually talking to anyone, you don't really have the, you can't take a pause to process your thoughts like you would in a conversation. Sometimes everything comes out a bit jumbled, but I hope you've understood what I'm saying. I hope I've made my point clear. Um, just to um, say again, look, I'm not a hater. Like I said, I love relationships. I love love, but I just hate what we've used relationships to do in today's culture and society. Okay, so um, like I said at the beginning, um, hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayabola Deborah, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me know what you think or what you thought about today's topic, um, your, your own opinions, your own views. Are you the type of person that shares your relationship on social media or do you not share your relationship on social media? Why? Talk to me about it. Um, no judgment here, judgment-free zone. Um, I will come at you with another episode in the next couple of weeks. Again, I'm putting it out there so that means i have to deliver on that um but yeah have an awesome awesome day and laters